Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Welcome back to Unwinding. How are we doing? It's a gloomy, gloomy afternoon over here in Miami. It's 1.51 p.m. on Tuesday, November 2nd, in case you were curious. So like, hello, November. Mariah Carey has entered the chat. I'm so fucking excited. I love November. I love December. November for me is Christmas. Like, I'm officially in the holiday spirit. I'll probably watch Elf tonight. Um, Actually, like, I just made that decision, and I think I am going to watch Elf tonight because name a better Christmas movie there is none actually there are tons so like actually tell me which one you like because I'm such a Christmas movie hoe I don't like Halloween I don't fuck with Halloween I just I never have I don't know what it is I just don't like it I really don't like it at all but Christmas fuck me right up okay so what updates do I have for you um actually not too much you know I just had a great salad I had a great delicious sweet green salad and I got the Harvest Bowl. If you've ever gone to Sweet Green and you haven't tried the Harvest Bowl, do yourself a favor. Except, you know what's really, really unfortunate is that they forgot my bread. If you've been to Sweet Green, you know they just like give you this slice of heaven, you know, with your salad. And part of why I love the Harvest Bowl is because they put this literal goat cheese ball in your salad and like I eat my salad and maybe I'll get like a little bite of the goat cheese while I'm eating the the salad but mainly I'm just trying to like let it like soak up all the like salad juice so that when I finish my salad I can then grab my bread and dip it in the goat cheese ball that is now like soaked up soaked up all the salad juice you know what I'm saying um (laughs) and I couldn't do that today and I was really upset about it but anyway enough about me and my nonsense I'm so excited for this episode. We're talking about something that I haven't talked about on the podcast yet and something that I'm I'm actually sorry I haven't talked about this yet because this is such a real fucking thing and it is unfamiliar to me in the sense that I have never been pregnant. I have never tried to be pregnant. It's not like something that I'm doing right now, missing like kind of a really crucial ingredient for that, you know, even though my mom every day is like, please give me grandkids. And I'm like, okay, but like, how do you want me to do that exactly right now? You know? So jokes aside, I haven't spoken about miscarriages. I haven't spoken about pregnancy. I haven't spoken about IVF, obviously, because those are things that are far from me, but I know how common these things are and how important it is to talk about these situations because you know like anything like anything I talk about that maybe isn't like the I don't know maybe I don't maybe not like surface level conversations it's like did that sentence make sense what I'm trying to say is I like to talk about all these things and all the real shit that we go through because I don't want anyone to feel alone in what they're dealing with that's what I was trying to say and so yeah I'm just you guys are gonna fucking love this episode even if you're not dealing with these things that's not all we talk about we have Sophia Morgan on the podcast I should have started with that um Sophia lives in Miami and we've been like IG friends for a while but had never actually met in real life and then we recorded actually what was that I don't know um, rude. We recorded in my house, actually, which was so fun. It was so cool to like record in person. Like, there's just nothing like it. 
And so it's such a fun conversation. We literally, when we finished um, recording, we sat and just talked for like, I think a few more hours and we could have kept going. I'm actually getting coffee with her tomorrow. So shout out. Um, tomorrow is in Wednesday. I know, you, I know it's Thursday when you're listening to this, but anyway. So uh, Sophia is a lifestyle influencer, content creator here in Miami. And she has like, Miami, why do I say that so weird? Miami. She has the most colorful fucking past and colorful life and by that I mean just like so much has happened in her life and she's been through so many cool things and so many different situations and we get into all of it in this episode and we also talk about how she is about to have a baby she's super pregnant and glowing and looked so beautiful and yeah we get into all of it we talk about her miscarriage we talk about her leaving a an unhealthy relationship, how she met her now husband, how she's a stepmom, how she's pregnant, how she started doing IVF. We talk about just so many things and I fucking loved this episode. I can't wait for you guys to hear it and I'm so grateful that she shared so much and I know that, you know, I'm hoping so many people are going to feel identified in some way. Make sure you follow her. I'll link everything below. Her Instagram is at she comes in colors. I love her page. And she's just a beautiful fucking person. You guys are going to see how fun she is and her energy and just everything. And I'm so excited. So make sure to give her some love. And let's get into this episode. It's like, I don't, I, I mean, You're beautiful in real life, just like your Oh picture. my God. <laughs> Same. <laughs> okay. So we're just going to like dive into it. Okay. Because, like, yeah. why? Why yeah, not, why not? right? Okay. So you're very pregnant. I'm very <laughs> pregnant. I'm almost at eight months. Well, almost at eight months. I think I'm 30, 30 weeks. That's insane. Yeah, 30 or 31. Yeah. Okay, so let's go back a little bit. So whatever you feel comfortable sharing, mm-hmm. I would love to know, like, where, <laughs> how long were you trying for? Mm-hmm. What was the plan? Yeah. Et cetera. And I want to talk about this because... I saw your stories. Actually, let me just say this really quick. I actually have been wanting to ask you to come on the podcast even before I saw your IVF stories because I was like, I feel like we'd have a really cool conversation, you know? And then when I saw you post about that, I was like, holy fuck. Like, I know that there are so many people that are probably reading your stories being like, wow, thank you. Like, thank you for sharing this because it's like taboo for whatever reason and it shouldn't be. I don't think so at all. So I'm excited to like demystify it because... Sure. It's so common, you know? Yeah, I did have I did have some people reach out and say that they were going through it, that they were either in the process or thinking about going through the process, um, different age groups too, which is surprising because you yeah. think that you never know. IVF is for someone that's like 40, no, but you never it's, know. it can be at any, any age. Yeah. Um, let's see. What was the question again? <laughs> so like, when did you, like, when did you know, like, I want to have a baby? I want to, right. you know? Okay. So... So, Ollie, my husband, is my second husband, so I was married before. Okay. Hence why I waited so long. Um, I didn't feel like with the partner that I was with before, with my ex-husband, it was like a, a place where I wanted to have children. So, that kind of very quickly put me in the mindset of like, I need to be married to someone that I, yeah. that I want to have a family with, yeah. you know? So when I met Ollie, it was like, he already has a daughter from a previous marriage as well. She's so cute. She's super cute. cute. (laughs) And we knew that when we started dating, we fell in love and we wanted to get married. We knew that we wanted to have children pretty much right away, knowing, you know, that I was already, you know, of a certain age. I'm 38 now. Um, So how old were you when you guys got together? Um... Like, how old were you when you were like, I want to have kids with you? 32, 33, I think, around there. So it was around that age. And then when we got married, um, we, we, we didn't start trying straight away, but we kind of like just said it was like, you know, maybe we should try. I think I might have been like 35, 36 at the time. Um, and so we started trying and it was like, I thought I was going to get pregnant like immediately. You know, I think like everybody thinks Like in the movies. I have never had any issues. Like, so I've never had any cysts or any kind of, you know, like irregular periods, nothing. Like, but there was no reason for me to think that I wasn't going to get pregnant immediately. So, 
Um, and I remember taking the pill like super diligently, you know, like one of those people is like, Oh my God, it's the been alarm. two hours. Like you have yeah. To the <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, I remember we were in Paris once and I was like, we have to go back to the hotel room. <laughs> I forgot to take my pill, you know? And yeah. since I had been married before for so long, like for 10 years, I had, I wasn't on the pill. And so like with him, it was like, Oh my God, no, yeah. I can't get pregnant yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. He lives oh, in Miami. I live in Germany. Like yeah. I can't get pregnant. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it took like, anyway, so we, we started trying and it took like four months um, to get pregnant, which I thought was super long, but in reality, that's like really quick. You know, you're not going to get pregnant like first try. If you do, amazing, you're super lucky. But it takes a minute for like your body to adjust to the fact that like you want to get pregnant, I feel. It's like a, it's kind of like a psychic, emotional, you know, telling your ovaries like, okay, release Let's that get egg. This rolling. <laughs> Let's get this rolling. Yeah. So, um, so it took four months and okay. all my friends were like, wow, that's really quick. You're so lucky. Yeah. And about, I want to say 10 weeks in, I can't remember when I had a miscarriage. So super early, but you know, it's still super painful and unexpected. I had no idea that that could happen. Is it, is it more or both? Is it more physically or emotionally painful? Both. I think both. Like physically, because you, you actually like have contractions and, you know, you kind of go through the process of like, what the fuck is going on, yeah. you know? It's probably so scary. It is pretty scary. But um, you know what's kind of happening when it's happening. You're like, shit, you know, this isn't normal. Ugh. But I, ha- I had felt weird. Like I had some pains. Like before? Before. <clears throat> and did you think like, oh shit, like something? Yeah, wrong. I had some pains. I didn't have nausea. I felt great. Like I didn't feel pregnant. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and with this one, it was like polar opposite. It was like full blown nausea. Like, right. I, and I was so relieved. I was yeah, like, yes. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. I want morning sickness. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> so, so yeah, after that, um, we started trying straight away again. Um, and it just two years passed and I wasn't getting pregnant. Wow. So it was like a, quite a long time. Um, but the doctors were like, well, if you got pregnant once, you know, you you likely can get pregnant again. You're ovulating. There's nothing wrong. So just try. But they tell you after six months of trying, if you're over 35, like it's, you need to go get like a fertility check. I just kind of thought, no, I'm just going to wait, you know, which is fine. Everyone has their own like process I think I was scared to kind of know what was wrong if anything was wrong yeah so um yeah that's what I did I went and got checked out and then they were like okay yeah they didn't find anything it was it's called unexplained infertility which happens a lot like like a lot right now um I'd never heard of it before I've never heard of that yeah I thought that there had to be something wrong yeah you know and I'm the type of person I was like Give Please me an answer. give me an answer. Yeah, I need to I'm fix it. Yeah, like I need to fix way. it. I need to know. So. Well, it's even it's probably more frustrating because it's like when you're mad at someone and you don't have a reason. It's like right. You don't. You. It's easier if you like, for example, a breakup. Yeah. Like if he cheated or whatever the fuck. Like it's so much easier to get over because you're like, okay, you did right. that. But it's like if you can't pinpoint it to something, that's probably even more frustrating. Right. And you you kind of like I started feeling like really mad at my body like. I'm healthy, I eat healthy, I exercise. Why isn't this working? Like, you know, I don't do drugs. Like, you know, I'm like literally like super healthy to be able to have a baby. Why is my body like defrauding me in this way? Right. You know, it's literally the one thing it's supposed to be able to do. But that just goes to show that there are so many situations where we can be doing everything right. And sometimes, like sometimes it's bigger than you. Like you were doing everything right by the books on paper. Everything looked perfect. Everything was fine. Yeah. Yeah. And it still just couldn't happen for whatever reason. For whatever reason. I I think it's maybe like a, like a psychological, emotional thing. Like a stress thing. That I was like sending triggers to my body to not get pregnant. You think so? Um, The only thing that they did find, and let me tell you, there's like a lot of, like a battery of tests that you have to go through. I'm sure. Especially if it's unexplained. Right. Like if they check you out and they say, oh, endometriosis. Right. Then it's like, you, they kind of know to, to treat that. Yeah. But for me, it was like, we have to go through all of the tests to find out that there's nothing wrong. So that was really frustrating. Is it, I have two questions about that. First, and this might be too personal, but like, did it ever put a strain on your guys' relationship? Like just you being frustrated or... I guess if you're if you're with the right partner, 
all they will do is provide love and support, so it shouldn't, yeah. but I don't know. Um, he was really supportive. He's always been really supportive. He's never put, like, the blame on me, let's say, even though towards the end, like, when we were, like, we have to try IVF, I could see his frustration. Really? You know, with, like, he wants to get pregnant tomorrow. Right. You know, like, he's, he's ready. He's done with the process, right. you know? Well, imagine you. It's like... Yeah. Yeah. So, but, you know... It, we have to remember that they go through an emotional process too totally. because they can't really do anything about it. They feel helpless, I think, probably. Yeah. And that's probably hard too. Like, obviously, for you, it's like you're dealing with the physical and the emotional right. part of it. And for them, it's like the emotional burden, which right. is not, I, I, like, I don't think it should be invalidated either. Right. And then also, there's like when you're trying for a baby, it's like a beautiful time. And, right. You know, you're kind of trying and nobody knows. It's like your little secret and it's everything's very sexy. Yep. And it's fucking like that's how, because that's what we've seen. It's cute for the first few months, you <laughs> and know? And then you're like, fuck And then you're shit. like, oh. every time you get your period, it's like, oh, it's like so frustrating. Yeah. And, and for us, it was like such a long period of time too. It was like literally every month. Okay. I'm ovulating that week. Let's go. Like I couldn't get into an argument that week because if not, I wasn't going to get laid. And that's where the pressure came in. No, like no one wants to make an angry baby. No one wants to have angry sex. But there were times where like I was ovulating and I was like, we have to have sex. I'm ovulating, you know? And it was like, okay, fine. You know, and it's just like not More him. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, it gets sex. tiring. It gets tiring. Like, wait, can we talk? But about we had a lot actually? of fun in the beginning trying, and then after a while, it was like, okay, we're done with this. Wait, though. so like, did it ever feel like literally a chore? Towards the end, I mean, two years. Like that's a lot. It's yeah. a it's a long time. I want to say it was two and a half years. I can't really like I blocked it out right. it was like such a long time fuck dude wait I had another yeah. question about this so if there was a, a strain on you guys and also just you like what did you do in those two years because I can't imagine how emotionally exhausting it's exhausting yeah. yeah so what are some I don't know if there's somebody out there listening I'm sure there is that maybe they're in the same process of like trying to get pregnant feeling defeated mm-hmm. um, maybe they're in a similar situation like what helped you emotionally um, you know, they say do meditation. I did. Um, there's really like, I think it's like owning your feelings about it, you know, yeah. like, cause there's gonna, if you're trying and uh, probably you're in the age group where your friends are probably having kids or, you know, you, you know, people that are getting pregnant and that can be like really disheartening when you're not pregnant and someone else is pregnant and you have to be happy for them. But maybe you're inside, you're not. So you kind of feel like a horrible person right. because you're not. And you uh, are That happy. for me was like yeah. really hard. It's like, I'm really happy for them, but I'm sad for me. So, but, it, you know, I just had to allow myself to feel like that, even though yeah. people were like, no, but you shouldn't feel that way. And I, and I was like, yeah, okay, I just need a minute. Right. You know, maybe I need a day off. I'll yeah. congratulate and then I'll, you know, and then I'll be happy for them. Yeah. I just need a day to be sad about it for me. Yeah. You know. Because it doesn't mean you're not happy for them. It no. just means like it's a you thing. It's a me. Like in the, you're in that moment. And when yeah. you're trying to conceive, it's like your whole world revolves around that. You know, right. you feel every twinge. You know when you're ovulating. You like, when, you know, when you're waiting that two week wait where you're waiting to see if you're pregnant or not. You're like, oh. I feel pregnant today. You know, it's like you're so in your head about it. I can't even imagine. So you have to like try and I would say like try and distract yourself as much as possible to not think about it so much, to not be so in that and Mm -hmm. don't torture your friends about it all the time because I know I did that. (laughs) I mean But it's normal. Like you're gonna do that. You're gonna you know, it's your 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 main goal at the time. Yeah. That's crazy. And so, okay, two years go by, you find out that you have unexplained infertility, and then they do all the tests, and then what moment did you guys decide, okay, IVF is our next That was hard. I have to say that for me, that was the hardest, because I was like, no, it has to work with, because we tried, we had two inseminations. Okay. And one timed intercourse, which they say is kind of bullshit, that it's a waste of money, but... Where they give you the drugs and you just have intercourse at the right time. Okay. Um, I've never heard of that. Yeah. They just give you like a a drug to kind of boost your egg count. Okay. 
But it's not enough. It's not as much as what you get with IVF. Right. IVF, you're like exploding with eggs, <laughs> <Right>. like literally. <laughs> so um, we did that. Didn't work. We did two inseminations where they basically um, they check with ultrasound to see that you know your follicles are growing and that you have that you're about to release the eggs or egg, and then they take a little catheter and they insert like pre washed sperm is what they call it so it's like the best swimmers the best quality and so while you're doing this your husband's like in another room <laughs> leaving his deposit which is like completely unfair i cannot and then they put in a catheter which doesn't hurt at all it's like i don't know as uncomfortable as a pap okay. like yeah. nothing yeah um and then you just wait and they put on this meditation music and you just sit there and wait um but it didn't work i have a feeling it's because the drugs weren't you know, stimulating enough um, because I, I didn't produce like that many eggs, but I had a lot of follicle, follicles for right. my age. Right. And then we di- I didn't like the clinic. I didn't like the doctor. I felt it was too Starbucksy. That's big, I think. Yeah. Like, I think no matter what you're doing, no matter what medical situation you're in or procedure you're in, I'm very much about the environment I'm in. Yeah. Like, in general. It felt nice. It was like, oh, this is nice. They have nice music. No, no, no. But the doctor was, like, younger than me. You know, like, I, I didn't trust. Right. And my husband really didn't like it. Well, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. So, and this is why it's important to talk about, like, what you're going through with friends or acquaintances. 100%. A friend of mine blurted out at a dinner, inappropriately, that I was trying to conceive and there was another girl there that was like, oh, you should go to Dr. Ackerman. You just never know. <clears throat> also, like the, I think one of the biggest takeaways from this that I wanted to really talk about is you never know what someone's going through. And that is why I can't stand when... like I was raised to absolutely never ask somebody like, oh my God, are you pregnant? Oh my God, are you trying to have kids? Well, you shouldn't really. Oh my God, are yeah. you... Uh, whatever the fuck it is, like you don't like you don't know. Or if somebody hits a certain age, then that in your preconceived societal norm, that means that they should be X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. That doesn't give you the right to say, "Oh, she's thirty-five. Why aren't you married? Why don't you have kids?" Yeah. What if she doesn't want to get married? Yeah. What if she's like internally transitioning to be a man? What if she did, never wants kids? What if she is trying right. to get pregnant? No, I and know they, people who don't want kids. What? Right. And it's like it's so frustrating to me. Listen. I want kids. Like, if I'm lucky enough to have children, I would love to have kids one day. Um, far from that, because I'm missing a very crucial ingredient in the recipe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but... I mean, you could do it solo. But. I could do it. You're so right. I could do it solo. But I, I really want that for myself in the future. But I, like, really respect and understand that that's not what everybody wants. Yeah. And I don't think it should be, like, pushed on women. I don't think we should look at women differently for those that want yeah. to or don't want to. Like, it just... I don't know. I, I, did you ever get questions like while you were in this oh process? Oh my god! Yeah. Like, well, online? I got questions before. I got married the first time when I was twenty-three. Okay. So uh, with the person I was with, I was with for like ten years. Wow. Um, in, in Germany. In Germany and in London, we lived in both places. Wow. And that's a long time. It's a long time, and we were kind of. It just became like I don't know. We were growing in different directions. Whatever yeah. it was. But I got that question a lot because I was, like, living my life. I had a job. I was traveling. You know, I was just doing, you know, kind of 20-year-old girl things. Yeah. And, you know, after 10 years of being married, people start going, like, well. I feel like now, even after two years, they're like, okay. After two years, yeah. Where's the baby? Then you have the first baby. Then it's like, okay, where's the second baby? Yeah. Can I fucking live my life? Yeah, like, take a breath. Can I fucking please? (laughs) And I... I'm Hispanic, so every time I go home... Oh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of pressure. Bro, every time I go to Christmas, so where's your boyfriend? Yeah. I'm like, which one? I have, a, I have like, six right now. Which one? Which one? Literally, that's what I'll say. I'm like, which one do you want to tell me about? And they'll just start laughing. Hi, Lisa. And I'm like, why don't you ask me about my job? Why don't you ask me about my right. career? Why is it, like, why does right. it have to be the fucking, like, once that happens, you made it? Like, I felt, like, more, like, mom-shamed more than family-shamed. I think my family knew that it was, like, a doomed relationship. Mm, so they okay. kind of didn't put the pressure on that They didn't side. want you to have kids with him. I think that was, like, the general consensus. That, like, it was, it was definitely not going in that direction. But from friends, uh, you know, that had kids or were about to have kids or something, some of them, I would feel the kind of 
Like, why aren't you doing this too? More like they would try to say, like, oh, you're so lucky you can travel. Like, I'm here, like, with the kids. And like then digs. Kind of like, way. yeah, like little digs. Either I was oversensitive to it or... But I was, like, not ready to have kids, so yeah. it wasn't kind of... It didn't really factor in as a dig. But now looking back, I'm like, yeah, that's that a, dig. a dig. <laughs> if I did that to one of my friends that was living her life and, It'd you know... It'd be weird. It would be not nice. Yeah, absolutely. So, Wait, can we talk about your 10-year relationship for a second? Yeah, sure. Like, what... Like, that's a long time. It's a long time. So what made you be like, okay... Like, was, was the fact that you didn't want to have kids with him, was that the, one of the telltale signs for you? That it was, you like, like, a toxic relationship okay. already. That's so, so long. So it was, like, a, you know, when you get married young and you don't know really what you want. I know it's, like, something yeah. that, like, old people tell you. But no, it was, for true. me at least, it was true that at 23, I probably wasn't sure what kind of person I wanted to be married to. I just thought I had to go through the steps and it was someone that I knew from high school, so I felt safe, you know. Were you just kind of like, okay, this is the rule book? Yeah, that's the next step. Okay. That's the next step. And, so, and, your, and your family was, like, happy? Yeah. You know, they just also kind of, I think they kind of respected my decision. Yeah. But they never said anything about it. But then later on, it became apparent that and what was, we were ill-suited. Right. And I'm sure there were good moments, but, like, of the 10 years, was it all... I would say there were red flags most of the relationship. Okay, so you were running through a carnival. Yeah. I think I was ignoring a lot of it, and there was part of me that was like, oh, but I can change that. Mm. You know? Like, that that behavior is going to go away. Yep. You know, like, he'll outgrow this or that. And I'm not saying I was perfect, but there were some, like, serious issues there um, that he needed to address personally. what, what what would you say to somebody who might be in a situation that, you know, maybe it's not toxic per se. I think that word scares people, but I think it ultimately just means something that's just not healthy, you know? It was definitely not healthy. Right. So what would you say to somebody who's in a situation with that mentality of like, oh, like, he'll change. Oh, I'll, I'll fix that. Oh, he'll outgrow that. Oh, like, sometimes I think people need to hear a little more tough love. Yeah. And I I'm think all about tough love. Same. A and little bit too much. I am the same way. And But sometimes <clears throat> I feel like a hypocrite because how easy is it for me to be here single saying that to somebody, right? Yeah. I mean, um, I'm in a happy relationship now. So in, it's like easy for me to say like, oh, you shouldn't date but someone you like did, that. But you experienced but that did. for 10 years. So right. what would you say? I mean, look, it's something that we talk about a lot with my husband now because he was in a very similar situation, except he did have a kid. So. Right. Wow, that's so we, the parallels we, of your guys' life. It's it's we we like we talk about it a lot, like for when our kids grow up and yeah. we're like, what if we see them jumping into something like this? Yeah. Um, I would say that don't ignore the red flags, that it's it's they're they're definitely like the universe tries to tell you things and there's moments in your life when you're gonna question stuff and you're gonna you know, want to do something about it, but fear will hold you back or comfort or, you know, the fear of changing what's already been established. Like I was scared of like, shit, I had a wedding, you know, people are going to find out. Like it's, I did have that, um, especially at 23, you don't want to disappoint. Um, so yeah, I think you just need to like really listen to what the universe is trying to tell you. I think a lot of the time we know the answer, but we're scared for sure and I think that's a very but I would rather have a conversation with someone and them tell me like I'm scared I know this is not right but I'm scared I would so much rather have that conversation than have somebody be like no no like it's gonna like I can change you know what I'm saying and listen I've been single for a long time and in this time I've observed so many relationships like so many of my friends a few of them have gotten married. A few of them have ended long-term relationships. A few of them have jumped into new relationships. One of my best friends got divorced. Like, I've seen a fucking lot. And it's been really... I, I love to... I love being single. I'm not saying there are moments that I don't wish I had a, a someone to share certain moments with, for yeah, sure, sure. But I know that'll happen when it's meant to happen. <clears throat> but one of the nicest things that I can take away from this time that I've been alone is, like, the observations that I've made of, like 
no, I will absolutely not accept that. I yeah. will, I, you know, like it's. But because you're older and now you've yeah. like dated enough people at 23, like who did I date? Like, you know, totally. like boys. Yeah. Like man, man child. Yeah. It's like you, you, you think they're men, but yeah. they're not. Well, I think also. Now I can't remember what you just said. Um, we had. I'm sorry, guys. We had a little that. We had a little technical difficulty. So if you guys hear a change in audio, just like ever so slightly, we're just you know we adapted. Um, yes, I love what you said about that. Yeah, I think like I didn't. I didn't like really think like what qualities I wanted in a partner at 23. It was just like ooh, like fun, you know, exciting. I know this guy, let's get married. Yeah. You know, it wasn't. There was like not much thought process into it. Yep. Because I was. I'm young and I was young and I'm very impulsive. Yeah. Just as, by nature, I'm very impulsive. What's your sign? Aries. Okay. Mm-mm. So yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I love Aries. I love Aries women. I don't like Aries men. I've never met Aries men. You're like, not missing anything. <laughs> My husband's a Scorpio. I love Scorpios. Scorpios love Scorpio are my favorite. Women. I'm a Scorpio moon. Do you know you're a big three? No, I don't. Do I have to know what time I was born? Yes. Like 6.30 p.m. or something. I'm going to, we'll, we'll okay, do we'll, your we'll cafe ahead. astrology. Yeah, that's but huge. Back to this this thing. If I had made a list of the qualities I wanted in a, in a man, he wouldn't yeah. have fit into those qualities but obviously like your priorities at 23 are very and, different and 33 let's say very different. are very different yeah you know so I found myself at like around 32 going like yeah I kind of want a family and this guy doesn't fit into it we have a really bad relationship I don't want to bring a child into this and then you know serendipity I met my my I always tell my mom that I'm like, so my first wedding, <laughs> she's like, stop it. And she gets so upset. She's like, she doesn't want me to ever. I'm like, mommy, when I get divorced, and she's like, she gets so upset. Um, how did you guys meet? How did you meet Ollie? Well, funny enough, we actually met when we were like 17 or 18 because he was living in Argentina with his family and he did like four years of high school there. And okay. I had gone back to Argentina to do college. So like it was like right around the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and our friend, a group of friends were friends and he really fancied me as he puts it. So it is he like, British? He's British. Oh, so cute. He really fancied me. And I was kind of in that stage where I thought I was really cool and like I was living by myself, I was starting college and yeah, a bad bitch like, energy. He was like finishing high school because we're like six months apart. Okay. And and I had skipped a year of high school because I'm so smart. That's <laughs> <laughs> just bad timing. Yeah. <laughs> I like to say that. I love it. Um, and I, I like just like passed in school. I like barely. <laughs> just made it. So Parents are like, she graduated. She graduated. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I was like in college. I thought it was really cool. And he was just like really sweet. He was one of those guys that was like calling me. It's like, I want to Like the nice you. guy. The nice guy. And I was like, ick. Yeah. Like too yeah. much. Yeah. You know? Oh my God. But I thought he was really cute and whatever. But then, you know, nothing ever, like we just like went on some dates and made out whatever yeah nothing really ever happened and then I left the country abruptly I went back to Thailand I was Peace like out. one of those impulsive your life decisions is so your life. life is so cool like you have such a colorful past I traveled a lot yeah my dad's job so um he's a diplomat so we like followed mm. him around I don't know what it's like to live in one, one place. place I don't know what it's like to like have a hometown that's crazy even yeah. though Buenos Aires would be hometown it's not really yeah home. I hear you so then you guys re so then we, so yeah, so then 15 years pass and both of us got married to other people. I never heard from him again. It was kind of like one of those things. Yeah. Once in a while, I had a friend who would be like, oh, he lives in New York. He works at the Waldorf. And then I was like, oh, that's cool. And I do remember one time looking him up on Facebook because I think we all do this. Yeah, of like, course. I, I mean, now it's, now it's IG, but like before, yeah, I just of aged course. myself. Like, <laughs> Tremendously. No, I do that too. No, we used to talk on Messenger. Yeah. Like, how old? Okay. I, I mean, I'm going back. <laughs> ICQ and Messenger. You know? I don't know what ICQ Dial is. up internet. Like, <laughs> I remember dial up internet. I don't remember ICQ, but MSN was ICQ my was shit. Like messenger, and it would, when you got a message, it would go, uh oh. MSN was everything. Yeah, MSN came like oh. right after ICQ. I didn't, I, yeah. Um, yeah, it's the same thing. And. What was I on about? I forgot. Oh, so um, you looked him up one day on Facebook. I looked him up one day on Facebook, and I saw that he like had a family. And he loved me. I was like, okay, cute, whatever. Yeah. Like, Bye. never gave it a thought. And then um, he started writing to me because I was working for like a polo shirt company in Germany, like doing their marketing and stuff. And he wanted to buy a shirt, and, and I was like, okay, cool. 
um, where should I send it? Like whatever. Like, and then we just started talking, and I was like, but you guys are both still as well. You both are still in your uh, distinctive relationships. He wasn't. Okay. This is where it gets controversial. Okay. I love it. I love me a controversy. <laughs> like controversy. Really, like people can judge. So I don't really tell this story a lot because it sounds really sordid, but it's not. Um, so he said, I said, like, how's your family? Like, I hope your family's doing well, whatever. You know, like, I was not, you know, yeah. engaging and yeah. it was not inappropriate. Right. And he's like, well, I'm actually divorced. And, you know, he went into this whole spiel about, like, how he's divorced and you know, and I was like, okay, that's fine. And then I think like a year after that, I just didn't really like yeah. factor it in as like, I was just Oh, he's of, like reaching out. I was working and I was married. So I, and I, I never strayed from my marriage in the 10 years that I was in this toxic relationship. I think yeah. that's saying something. Yeah. And um, I just never really like, it just crossed my moral boundaries to do right. something like that. Right. So I just never gave it a second thought. Not that he was flirting with me, but he, no, he put it out there. He was, he was just throwing something and yeah. see if you were going to catch it. Exactly. Yeah. And so then I, I started a swimwear company. Um, so I left my job in marketing and I started a swimwear company and a friend of mine's like, you have to go to Miami Swim Week because it's like the place where you can see all the other competition and all the vendors and how they do it. And you have to go, you have to go. So, and at that point I was like in a really bad place in my marriage, like to the point where we had had an argument on an airplane and I was like, it's starting to become like kind of public, yeah. like show of aggression. So right. it was like not okay. starting to become not okay. So I was like, I'm going to go to Miami and I'm going to like not communicate. And I communicated that to him. I was like, I'm going to go to Miami and like, don't talk to me. Yeah. Like I need to think things <laughs> Leave through. Leave me the fuck alone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I need to like have some time. Yeah. Um, and I think he was scared at that point, but, and it's like every time I would, you know, kind of assert myself, things would change. He would like do, he would do something nice to pull you back in. Right. And I think that's like the hallmark of any toxic relationship. 100%. You fool yourself, but you also are being fooled by like, no, I can do that. You're being gaslit. Right. A little bit. Yeah, I guess. I never really like analyzed it, but. I mean, you want, yeah, you're yeah. being love bombed in a way. Yes. Love bombed, you know. And when I came to Miami, we met up for a drink. And so, and I was with a friend of mine, a German friend. And I was like, oh, Christine, I can hook you up with this guy because he's really with nice. With Ali? Yeah. I was like, and I hadn't seen him I in love his name. That's my dog's name. your dog's name right now. <laughs> I love it. It's very popular right now for baby names. Really? Oliver, I think Oliver Oliver's a beautiful like fucking name. I yeah. love human names yeah. for dogs. Yeah. Like, when I say, like, oh, it's my dog, like, I mean that with all the love. Like, I love the name. I love that name. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm Team Ollie over here. So, so you were trying to dish him to your friend. I tried to set him up with Christina because, you know, I thought like she's a really nice girl. Like maybe they'll hit it off. And Christina decided not to show up. And she left me at the hotel lobby, like waiting for him. I'm like, this is so sorted. Like <laughs> what does sorted mean? Like, like it's just so messy, tacky. Okay. Like, I'm like, you know, married, I never heard that word I'm, before. I'm like married in a hotel room. It's like seedy, seedy. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. I think that's, I have to look up sorted. Like a little scandy? Like a little scandalous? Yeah, like a, a little scandy. Yeah. Okay. So I was like, this is scandalous. And then when he showed up, I was like, oh. Hi. Hi. <laughs> and he was clearly ready for like a date, you know? Yeah. But I hadn't told him I was setting him up with my friend. Right. He's like, no, I you know, just want to see you and whatever. He probably would not have been down. Then my friend shows up to okay. the date. And, you know, she's like, okay, I'll come. Because I was like, you can't leave me here. It's like I'm on a date. That's right. It's inappropriate. Right. And, um, and so I was like, um, so she shows up, she shows up and they just, they were talking, but he was like, you know, when someone like looks at you, tunnel vision on you the whole time, he was like puppy dog looking at me. I thought he was super cute. So I was like. I don't mind this attention. Of course. Like, even though you're, you're also in a shitty situation. Yeah, like, and I was like, I don't mind this attention. It's like not not gone too far where it's like, yeah, you know, he wasn't. Like I mean, you you were married, not dead. Like, right. Uh, I, I appreciated the attention. Of I was course. Like, this is nice. It's of nice course. to be like, he was asking me questions and it was nice to be like, um, talked to in that way. I think right. like there's a time in your marriage, in every marriage where you're like, 
you know, you're not on a date anymore. So the getting to know you is over. Mm-hmm. There is no like, oh, you're amazing kind right. of moments anymore. Right. Um, and you have to like work a little harder. Yeah. To, like, you have to make to them happen. Moments. Yeah. I think that's like the reality of it. Anyone who says that, no, I feel special in my marriage every day is lying. Yeah, like, that sounds like absolute bullshit. It's it is work. You do have yeah. to like you know make sure the spark stays alive. Yeah, it's not gonna stay there. Just because you sign a paper and have no. a party doesn't mean there's gonna be this like inevitable spark every single day of your You're life. You're not gonna be exciting to a person forever. Well, it's even know? just with a friendship, right? Or with your, fa- it's like even with your family members, like it's work. You love them, but you put in work to make sure shit stays right. Well, right, right. Yeah, and so then when I like realized after a few days of seeing him in Miami. I was like, yeah, I'm, I like I told Christina, I'm like, I think I'm like on a date now. Like, <laughs> this is, the, I think we're like dating now. This is getting really awkward for me. Yeah, I you think know? I have a boyfriend. Like, I think I might like be in a relationship after four days. <laughs> I'm done. Um, where it was super innocent, though I have to say, it was just there's like, like nothing wrong with just what like you're saying. Meeting up and talking, like yeah. literally. Yeah. And then when I went back to Germany, I extended my trip for a few days. Love it. And I was like, yeah, I missed my flight. I don't know. That was like the part where I was like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have lied. But when I went back to Germany, like literally the day I went back, I addressed like the marriage. I was like, I realized like, no, I, I can be happy with someone else. You saw that there was Even actually, it wasn't him, it right. Could have been but it else. gave you the glimpse of like potential. Glimpse. Right. Exactly. I was like, no, this clearly isn't for me. Like I need yeah. to go find happiness somewhere else. Yeah. And so you ended it. Yeah. And really like the main thing I was thinking was like life is short. Like, it the is. whole time I was like, life is short. Life is it short. is. It so. is. It really is. And I was, like, very unhappy. So, you know, and I think he was also unhappy. So it kind of worked out for both of us. And in the beginning, it was very amicable. Like, we were just like, yeah, we knew. Right. That it was, like, over. It was just time. It was more, you both knew. It was more so, like, who's going to be the one to, like, pull the actual plug. Yeah, we both knew. It was, like, it was a like a seesaw. Right. You know, of emotions. Like you were dancing in a burning room. Exactly. Isn't that a song? Yeah, John Mayer. <laughs> my favorite song in the yes, world. John Mayer, yes. Yeah. It's my favorite song um, ever. Yeah. So So anyway, um So it ended. And it was like probably like the like the most like the bravest thing that I've ever 100%. done because it was like jumping into something and then you need to get out of it. Yep. It, that's well, how it felt. 10 years. That's a lot of time invested, and aside from that, it's probably just like you get so com- we get comfortable, we get we feel safe, we get attached yeah. to situations, even if they're not healthy. Yeah, you know, and so you're basically starting over. Yeah, like eventually it was gonna end, whether I had met someone there or here or yeah, you know, it, it just like it's something that like I knew was gonna happen eventually. I just maybe was looking for like a reason to, to stay. Kind of, to stay and a reason to go and yeah and I just needed to like pull the trigger yeah you know and just be like even if I end up like alone because I, w- I did live by myself in Berlin for like two years yeah while I was seeing Ollie long distance okay so I had that time to myself that's you probably know. so necessary so necessary after 10 years so of like good. I look back on those two years like so fun yes like, so fun yes I I've never lived alone before I've only lived alone Right, but I had like married at twenty three. Literally, literally I know, I know. Parents' house to be married. And you were probably like living, literally breathing for the first time. Yes, like, it was so fun. I was like, I can do whatever I want. I'm so yeah. glad you had that time. You yeah, know, it's like this is my mess, and no one else's mess. Right, I don't have to clean up anyone else's mess. Yeah, I'm so you glad know. you had that time because I feel like, you know, I've observed a few people in my life that just jump from relationship to relationship. That's fine, you know, like yeah. As long as they're good and healthy and you're happy, I don't care what the fuck you do. Right. But I also think there's so much value, and maybe that's just because of my experience. Like, I think there's so much value in, like, letting that, letting you have that time for yourself. Yeah. Um, 100%. Because you can never get that. But, like, you know, assuming you want to get married and assuming you want to start a family, you're going you're gonna to have people with you for the rest of your life, hopefully, hopefully right? Yeah. So it's like, when are you going to have that time to, like, literally just be alone, feel yeah. all the feelings? For sure. Like, take now, care of yourself. Like, we're going to be four people. So wait, so okay, that's so that's a lot of people. You moved to Berlin. You guys are certain. You guys are dating. So we long were dating. Distance. It was like so magical. Is all I can Ugh. explain. Like we had our like first official date in Paris. We decided we were going to meet up in Paris. Um, I love your life. Like I it's so. Like, I'm just sitting here like. Like I was trying to figure out what to do with like the swimwear company because it was still attached to my ex husband. Mm. 
you know, I had to get like some kind of like full time job to like support, you know, like my lifestyle because I had gone, for, I wanted to just do the swimwear. So yeah. then I had to be like, no, I need to pay rent too and everything else. So yeah. I got a job and which I had before, but I just got another job. And um, I just did what I wanted. I lived in a great area, tiny little apartment, super girly. Like, I saw so my boyfriend fun. when I wanted. He came to visit me in Berlin. I came here. So he was living here? He was living here. So yeah. when did you make the decision to move here? That was hard. Because <sighs> I'm very impulsive. So I would have been like, tomorrow. You know? Like, yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. Like, let's do it. Like, life is short. I, yeah. I had that motto, like, Literally. ingrained in my brain for, like, years. It was, like, after that moment of, like, clarity of, like, shit, like, I like this person and... And Fuck I it. to leave it's my gonna relationship go with yeah. it. Like, it's over. Yeah. It was, like, life is short was, like, my motto for everything. Yeah. So I had, like, you know, a great few years of doing that. Um, and I think because, obviously, like, he had a child and, like, I get along great with her now. And I did at the time when I met her, too. She was, like, little. She was, like, four or five. No, five or six. Okay. So she was, like, pretty little. Yeah. Um, and he was, like, ready to go full steam ahead, too. And I had, like, reservations about, like... Because there was a because he had a child. Yeah, because I knew that there was gonna be like some like involvement. Like I'd have to like of course. But more from his side, I think he had felt like really hurt by his like previous relationship um, that he didn't want to get hurt again, Mm -hmm. and he hadn't had a serious relationship after that. Yeah. But he had been divorced for who were three years when I met him. Okay. Yeah, just dated, but not nothing serious. Yeah. So for him, it was like a big deal. Like yeah. I lived in Berlin, it would have been like immediately moving in together. We hadn't tested the waters, you know? It's right. Like, it was like a big thing. Yeah. Um, and then there was the visa issue as well. Like, how do we do it that way? So we had to try and figure that one out. It was difficult. And then we just said, we'll just do long distance. He also explored the idea of moving back to England. It became difficult with custody. Um, so I was like, okay, then when, when that was kind of settled, when it was like, I can't move to England, I was like, okay, I'll move to Miami. That's it. He was like, okay. And I was like, yeah, okay. (laughs) You know, that's it. Like, you know, I'm not waiting any longer. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. (laughs) Life is short. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. And at one point I had to kind of like, I had to kind of push him and be like, I'm not waiting any longer. It's kind of like, I'm ready. Yeah. Like life is short. I'm not wasting more time. Yeah. Dilly dallying in a long distance relationship, yeah. you know, like you need to make a decision. Um, and so, yeah, so we kind of just decided to get married. We were like, let's get married. Oh my God, yeah. and I'm here. And I'm here. Wow. Yeah. And I would say to anyone dating someone with kids, like you need to adore that person. Like needs to be, oh my God, the love of my life. Because there's gonna be times when you're gonna be like, this is hard. How did you, um and I do adore him. There's so many parts of your story that you've shared today that are so like movie-esque. And what I mean by that is like, you mentioned how- Like horror movie? <laughs> no. <laughs> what no, genre no, 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 listen, about? listen, hear me out. So you mentioned at the beginning, like you think about getting pregnant and you think yeah. it's gonna be so easy and this and that and it's yeah. magical, like in the movies. And it's not it's like that for everyone and yeah. for a lot of, most people probably not. And if it is for some people, cool, amazing. Like you said, you're lucky, yeah. enjoy it. Then this whole like meeting him and you're kind of on a date, but not really. And yeah. then like you guys fall in love yeah. again, long just, distance, it comes full circle. Then he has a kid and you're trying to- It's so win- bad, but- No, it it's, like, what it's, part of that sounds bad? The, I don't know. It's just like the whole... I was waiting for you to be like... If someone needs to put that into like a concise sentence, it's like she left him for another guy. Okay, but... That's that's how like it looks. Cool. You know what I mean? But can we explore that? What what if you did? Yeah, I know. I get it. I get it. So you left a toxic... You don't want to be that person, but it like something... You know, life happens. Life is short, right? Life is short. But not even that. It's like... I didn't though. Like I left my marriage because... That's what I'm saying. Like did, did that trip make you kind of reopen your eyes to like the opportunities of the world it solidified an idea that I already had in my head that 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 ship had sailed that the relationship was over and I needed to get off the boat yeah I don't think I don't think I don't think what led you to ending the relationship as is as important as you ending it yeah and who cares if that was because you realized there was this amazing man in front of you what's wrong with that yeah no there's nothing wrong with that like people are going to judge everything no matter what 
Right, right. You know? I also wasn't putting myself in situations like there's a saying that's like if you go to the barber shop enough, you're gonna get a haircut. Yeah. Like if, that's if, so funny. If you're putting yourself in situations all the time yeah. where like you could meet other people, right. you're eventually gonna meet another person. Yeah. That can happen to the most in love couple ever. That's so, so true. That's so scary. Don't put yourself in situations constantly where yeah. you're like gonna meet other people. Like if I go and sit in a bar every night. Like, That'd be weird. eventually, yeah. you know, I'm, I might need to. That would be weird. <laughs> just like a pregnant girl. <laughs> just like sitting in the bar, like, Looking for uh, husband number three. I'll have a water with lemon, please. Do you have iced tea? <laughs> Not alcoholic here. <laughs> Wait, so that was, that was my last thing was... So you, I wasn't you, looking. That's what I meant. It just kind of happened. You know? And that's how life is. That's, that's how life is. Like sometimes you can't plan these things. They yeah. just happen. It just so happens like yeah. that. Like it and is I what it totally is. I totally just say like, oh, we were both single and ready. Right. But it, for me, it wasn't the case. And yeah. I think that also put a barrier for him like to pursue me that absolutely hard but we like felt so hard in love when we met that it was like hard to deny it. Right. It was right. Like, we have to be together. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and we were meant to. I think I feel like we were meant to be together. Like we met before, and just time needed to pass before we were both ready to like be on this path. I firmly believe, and my life got a lot. I've said this a few times on the podcast, but my life got a lot less. Um, I don't want to say stressful because it's still stressful, but I think I stopped putting so much pressure on myself in any area, whether that's friendship, business, men, myself, anything, when I've actually, I've always heard this, but I never really believed it until literally this year. I don't know what it is about turning 28 or 29 or 30, but I swear it's like, it's a change. I find like, I, this is the first year of my life that I feel like myself. Like, I don't know who that, who that was before. You know what I, of course I do, but you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I think something happens. I don't know. I think it happens at different stages, but. Every time, every year that goes by, you're like more of a woman. Yeah. Like that you're supposed to be. Yeah. You kind of solidify yourself more in your likes and dislikes. Oh yeah. You know more about your direction. Other person. Yeah. Especially when you're like financially independent and you start like to, you know, make better decisions for yourself and, and feel more at ease with making decisions for yourself yeah and I so that that's the thing is when I finally accepted like the things that are meant for you the people that are meant for you the business opportunities that are meant for you the relationships that are meant for you if they're meant for you they're not going to pass you by right like they're not that's just I'm not saying you can just like lay on lay on I can't just like lay on my ass and like the guy's gonna show up at my door you can actively pursue right you can be proactive you can be proactive in all the areas of your life right but the but things that are meant for you are going to happen for you. And if it's yeah. a no, it might be a not yet. It might be a no. You don't, you know, yeah. so it's like when something doesn't work out, I'm like, that was not for me. I, why the fuck would I want something for me or someone for me that right. I don't want that? So I think this was meant to happen, you know? Yeah, I think it was definitely meant to happen. What would you say to, what would you say to somebody? We have to, I know we have to wrap up soon. I could talk to you for like five hours. Um, what would you say? I have two more things I want to talk about, but really quick, I just want to talk about the child factor that uh-huh. there was someone else in the relationship, yeah. you know? And I'm sure, I'm sure that's tricky, right? Because you're like, you don't want to come off too overwhelming, yeah. but you also want to create a relationship with them. It, it's, I think it's such a tricky, it's such a long, like a long topic. Yeah. Because it's, I, I have so many feelings on this that parent situation because there's so many misconceptions right and i think there are like literally we're cast as the evil step monster in every disney movie and every fucking movie. fucking bullshit and even jamie tells me she's like i don't know why like there's no stepmother cards in the in the hallmark area for stepmother's day which is the sunday after mother's day there aren't no but there is for stepfathers you know of course but not for mothers of course that makes total sense and she she gets kind of like upset at it like she, i love that and she like tells her little friends she's like I have a stepmom, but she's not mean. <laughs> you know, she has to like, it by But she's that. amazing. Yeah, but she's not mean. Why the know? fuck is this a thing? So, Like, um, why is this a thing, truly? I don't know. Like, do you think, think it's the media? I think it, it is definitely a tricky relationship. Of course. Like, it's probably one of the most difficult ones. I don't know why stepfathers are different, though. Like, maybe it's because they have less involvement. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's like the maternal thing. Because there are a lot of things that fall on me. That yeah. If if I had a child, then a relationship wouldn't fall on him. Right. You know, like there's little. But you guys live together, like. Well, yeah, like half the time. We okay. Have, like half custody. She's okay. Not with us full time. Okay. 
and now a little bit less because his hours are a bit longer. So I, you know, it makes no sense for her to be with me like on her own. Yeah. Um, so it's it's tricky. I think like some women like really force the relationship. They're like, I want to be best stepmom ever. Yeah. And like too much. Too much. Yeah. Like, do less. Yeah. And I had a friend tell me that I should approach them like cats. Like a person like you would a cat. Now, I don't like cats. I don't like cats either. So I'm not a cat person. I don't go up to cats. So you know why? I wouldn't normally instinctively go and pet the cat. Yeah, And no. she said exactly do that with a child. Don't instinctively so be, go be and... Be scared of her. Be, but just maybe leave your makeup lying around. Yeah. That's what she said. So I left my makeup lying around and then, you know, it kind of like broke the ice a little bit and, you know, we introduced me as like a friend yeah and the first few nights I was there he pretended to sleep on the couch and you know she would come out and like try and see if she could catch us like kissing no she way was totally suspicious it was like a whole like kind of mouse game and we felt yeah. like kids like yeah. trying to like keep it from her a yeah bit in the beginning but um but yeah I mean every situation is different every kid is different right um that's very important too it's really important not not every because you could do everything right be, yeah but not every child might be receptive or and or no the way she put it to me once was i wanted to not like you but i liked you so it was hard that's how that's she that's so it. interesting yeah that's so interesting and i think pretty much every kid goes through that like yeah i'm supposed to not like this person that's so i'm gonna like... work really hard to not like them yeah she's but, probably like fuck man she's cool but if you're always just kind of like stay in your lane and you're nice yeah then yeah, you don't have to be like baking cookies every day. Right. But, wow. Yeah. I love that. I mean, it sounds like you guys have a nice relationship now. We do, yeah. And I think that's all that matters, right? Yeah, for sure. It's just it's it is challenging because it's definitely not your child, yeah. but but it is. Right. So it's, it's weird. Like, it's like it's what's like the line? Like, Where's the yeah. line of like what you can say, what you can't say? Where are the boundaries? Like, right. I, I I feel for that situation because it's probably you're probably learning every day with that yeah. situation yeah right I think like she she sometimes wants more of me than I'm like conditioned to, to mm. be able to give to her mm. you know because I don't want to step over that right boundary. and you don't but know that she might want like, that whatever, yeah whatever yeah. you know yeah so, yeah I think that's like, it's like a daily thing probably yeah. um okay well I have like we have like five million other questions really quick what would you say to somebody who wants to try IVF or who is going to start that process like do you have any words of like I don't know encouragement or just something that you maybe wanted to hear I think that that one of the things that I think about a lot is like for example now in pregnancy like there's all these like expectations and people want you to feel a certain way about it and Mm. they want to like have all the apps all the books all the information and I'm not. I'm just kind of like going with the flow because that's what IVF kind of teaches you. Okay. Um, let's see. It's like you have no control. Right. You literally have no control over what your body's doing. The doctors are doing their best. You have to put your trust in that. And yeah. it kind of teach, teaches you to like let go. Yeah. So if you're going through the process, I would say like just go with the flow and let it like the Play current out. kind of take you. Yeah. You know, because you can't really control everything. No matter how many avocados you eat or, you know, how much water you drink or how many non-toxic products you buy around your house. Yeah. Like, you literally can't control it. Right. Um, and just try to, like, accept that as much as possible. Right. That's probably a good so thing in disguise, say. right? Yeah, to just, just don't like... go crazy with the, the nitty-gritty little details because you'll feel like you're more in control, but you're actually not. Right. Like, it's literally in the hands of the doctors. Totally. It's, like, just so many drugs and... <laughs> It's, yeah. Yeah. Your body is, you has to react to the drugs properly. Right. I love that. Okay, well, this was so great. <laughs> I would love to have another one someday. Maybe when you, when you have your baby and we can yeah. have a drink. Yeah, for sure. Um, and lastly, what, I was going to ask you what is something you live by, but I feel like you would say life is short. I would say life is short is a pretty good summary. Yeah, I'd say... Life is short. Do I sound a little like Kim? Uh, no, Kim. Courtney Kardashian. No, a living, living life. life. No, living life. honestly, living life. honestly, I think like, I think life is really short, and I think yeah. we. I've said this also a few times. Like, I think we get a little, we we get cocky because we think we have all this time. Yeah. And like, God willing, we do have all this time. 
but you don't know that, yeah. right? So it's like, we'll put off things or we're like, oh, we'll do that later or, oh, I won't, I don't want to fix right. our relationship yet or I don't want to go after my dreams now. It's like, life yeah. is, act- you don't know. Yeah, start realizing life is short as soon as possible because <laughs> then you have more time to kind to of- To enjoy it. To enjoy it. If yeah. you start realizing, oh, life is so short when you're like in your 50s, it's like- Yeah. Eh-er. Right. You know? Life is short, guys. Live it up. Yeah. Oh, where can people find you? Uh, she comes in colors. I love. Can, can I ask you about that name? I love it. Like, oh, where did it com- come back from? Back in the day, before Instagram, there were blogs. Yeah. So I had a blog name. She comes in colors. Okay. I like the Rolling Stones song. She's a rainbow. Love so it. It's not like a. It's not like a sexual thing. I know that it's like. Oh, I didn't even think about it. I'm such a sexual person. I didn't even think about it. She comes in colors. You come in colors. Disgusting. It's a song. I didn't even think about that. I'm disappointed in myself. I yeah, normally so. pick up on any sexual pun. And but. I've been thinking of changing it to my name, but then someone took the name Sophia Morgan. So I just did that, but I added an X in and between I my name. I actually wrote to her and I was like, "I'll send you a gift basket." I'll pay you. you. <laughs> I'm not gonna pay her, but I'll, I'll send, send you whatever you want. Yeah. Like she never. Well, just like five followers. <laughs> so really annoying, right? I know, I know. I hear you. The username. They need to actually get better about that because there's so many accounts that have great names and no one is fucking using them. There's I mean, one picture. Yeah. There's they have two followers. They the last time they posted was in 2007. 2007. Yeah, yeah. Like, can we like close this? Can like, we, like downgrade the account. Can we like close this, please? Like, anyway, okay. Everything will be tagged. Thank you so much. Thank you. This was I hope so I didn't nice. Too much, I'm, I'm glad you rambled because this is a podcast. So <laughs> that's the whole point. And you didn't ramble. Um, this was amazing. And yeah, thank you so much. Thank Come back anytime. Me. You're yeah. so welcome.